0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. Joining me, as always, from sunny Sacramento. I don't know if it's still sunny. Is 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 the sun still up? It's overcast,
1: California today. Overcast. uh, We got another storm coming in, but uh, if you've been following the news, we need water out here. So come on, you're you're quite welcome.
0: I was going to say that's been true for a little while now. You said another storm, so that's good. It rained this week.
1: Uh, No, we had a real bad storm like the last two weeks, and then it kind of really nice this week, and then it should be a real storm again next week.
0: Well, good luck with that, and enjoy the rain. Uh, Jorge's not going to make it today. He was at the Duke-Syracuse basketball game, decided to drive south of the border to Syracuse and watch his Dukies beat up on the Orangemen, or I guess they're just the Orange now, and uh, he's in a car somewhere in between Toronto and Syracuse on his way back home, so good luck to you, Jorge, and hopefully by the time you get home, it's nice and warm and You feel good. Um, Yeah,
1: good to see that his team not only won, but covered for him while he was down there.
0: I hate Duke. It makes me sick. (laughs) It's just the worst. But let's move on. Let's dive into a recap of last week. Um, First, we'll start with the tournament in Budapest, where we had a bunch of really good outright spread, and all of them kind of um, came together, and we had a nice chance with Miss Vondrusova in the finals. And... Allison Van Udvank defends her title. Were you surprised by that?
1: Yes and no. I mean, last week we did give her a pretty good chance to win. We just didn't like the overall price for her. Um, we did seem to have a pretty good handle on the tournament as we have the the bottom half went pretty much exactly like we went, and we were just basically trying to get um, one of those three women, you know, in position for AVU in the final, which was kind of what we expected the one thing that happened that we didn't expect was Vondrasova being a favorite going into the match because I know that when we talked last week we were saying okay and then once we get to the final you'll be able to hedge and we're expecting you'll be hedging it plus money Um, so I was kind of surprised that AVU was a dog going into this match I don't know what they saw um, going into that but I think that might speak to the fact that we've loved Vondracek for a little while now, but the value might be disappearing. For her. I think they're on to us here, but um, you know, great win for AVU. Obviously disappointed. We wanted to hit another outright, but it's gosh, we've had so many finalists this year, Um we're really good at picking finalists here on this podcast. But um, no, AVU indoors is really a force to be reckoned with, and she she proved it again this week.
0: You're right. It's you know we've actually had a good chance to hedge. This one was nice. Um, you know we hedged. Um, here, I, th- I think just about everybody that had a Vondrusova ticket grabbed a little AVU. We had a bunch of people message us. We'll try to do a better job of tweeting that out next time. But, you know, she had a nice week. It's always fun, I think, when somebody can win back-to-back titles. I, I don't know why I like that, but I'm always kind of drawn to somebody who's good at the same spot. You know, a, a pretty easy path. Um, First-round match against Von Reva was really the toughest match until she gets to Alexandrova, who I-, who I think was probably a little tired at that point. And then Vondrusova in the final um, loses the first set. 6-1, and then comes back seven five six two to win. Pretty impressive week by her. Um, anything else you want to talk about from Budapest spread?
1: Yeah, I mean, we should mention how well the young players we highlighted did so that we uh, can continue to keep an eye out for them uh, moving forward. I thought Potopova acquitted herself well. Uh, I thought that was a very good win against Christia. Christia played pretty well, which is notable because for these smaller internationals, she's a name um that we need to look out for and she had ha- kind of had bad form going into this tournament um I know we had mentioned in the the second round matchup Kristeja Krunik that both of them had bad form and uh, it was nice to see Kristeja, uh get that one around and of course Vondrasova you know for a young player she's continuing to evolve and I don't know if the quick indoor is is perfect for her skill set I know that she does bang so it's pretty good for her but I think that it's you know just another step in the development for Vondrasova. So the young players we highlighted acquitting themselves well and will be uh, Vondrasova. The value might be dissipating, but I think potopova is there, and Kristia is not really that young. But I'll be looking out to to maybe back her in these internationals going forward.
0: Hey, we've talked about Vondrusova a lot. I'm not sure we spent a lot of time talking about Potapova. I think she's a little bit of a newer name this year. Um, I'm trying to remember if Vondrasova was on our list for Rookie of the Year last year, but a really talented young woman. What do you think kind of her ceiling is spread when you think of Vondrusova? Does she end up being maybe a top five, top ten player, or is she merely someone that will be competitive in these kind of tournaments, top 25 to 50 maybe? Top five. Really? I That's think she's impressive. got it all
1: there. I think she's got everything. She yeah. just needs the consistencies, but she's a younger player, so um you know she's got plenty of time to develop that but the thing is she has the power and she also seems to have the wherewithal um so she's using her power correctly she's not just sitting there ball bashing as they all like to say um she can mix up the points here and there and i expect her to keep improving on that so yeah i expect her to be a top five player and if you told me by the end of her career she'd won a couple grand slams i would not be surprised at all i think that um, When you're at the place she is at right now, that should be your goal. So, I, I mean, I think she's got a lot of good things ahead of her. I do, too. She's got just a ton of talent and some great wins so far. It was a really
0: good week for her. Now, same question, Potapova. What do you think? Five, top 5, top 10, or more of a top 25 to top 50 kind of player?
1: Top 10 as well.
0: Really? Now, what do you like oh, about yeah, her game? I
1: mean, honestly, I would say Vondrasova has a little more potential, but, I mean, these things can change so quickly and um, I just I think that she's got a lot I mean she's another player who's really young so as we watch watch her continue to develop um, you know it's gonna be important for her right now to just win the matches that she's supposed to win and just continue to gain experience but I think that once you know she starts doing better and gets a little ranking in her and then can start getting some more favorable draws I really expect her to do well too.
0: That's interesting. I think of her actually probably as more of someone in that 25 to 50 range, but definitely an exciting start for such a young player. Um, so two names that I think we're going to talk a lot about. Um, anything else in Budapest spread?
1: Just the match between Alexandrova and AVU. <laughs> Was that a tough loss? I know you're feeling a little about beforehand. that. I, yeah, I had taken Alexandrova. Um, just kind of real quick before the match, that's why I didn't tweet it out. It was kind of a, um impulse play. But I just, right before the match, I just had this feeling oh, wait, this is a great matchup for her. She's up 5 2 in the third. And even in that one, it's 40 30 AVU. And she smokes a ball down the line. And it goes out, you know, on the Hawkeye by, you know, like millimeters. And, you know, it just shows you how close this is. And it just, that must have been such a tough loss for her. And it just harkened back to the last match I watched her play, which was against Sloane Stephens at the Australian Open, where kind of the same thing happened. So here's a young lady that, as you mentioned when we were talking beforehand, might have been fighting an injury as well. But she seems to have all the tools. She's just going to need to put it together mentally. And so um, we might be uh, talking about this a little more as the pod progresses. But it would be interesting to see you know, all this coaching carousel. You know, I mean, could just be something like a coaching change for her where she could really put it together. Um, So that was the other thing. I mean, I thought that was the best match of the tournament. It was the most entertaining, even though I ended up being on the wrong end of it. I mean, that was a lot of fun and really close and really tense, so... Um, she's another one to keep watching out for, for sure.
0: That was an interesting match, and maybe two things to add there. Um, a couple things to remember. You know, this was an indoor hardcore tournament, which is really where someone like AVU thrives. She's got a really nice serve, and I think that's what you saw this week. I think that she just kind of took her time and, and kept being aggressive on the serve and, you know, being able to hold, which is. You know, it sounds kind of like a silly thing is a really important skill in the WTA that we don't see a lot. And for Alexandra, I think she was a little fatigued or injured. And I was thinking about this all week. I think this is the first time we're going to start to see some, you know, the first wave kind of of, of the fatigue of the season to set. in. we're at the point now where a lot of these ladies have played pretty much two straight months of tennis. Um... And I think that's why when we get into the tournament this week, you're going to see um, a lot of names that maybe we didn't see the last few weeks. Um, And I think a lot of other players are taking this week off before the big tournament in Indian Wells. But something to keep in mind, it's really important to go back and look. So we think about Alexandrova here. Starts the year off as she played Shenzhen, then went to Sydney, then the Australian Open, played a long week in St. Petersburg, and then a long week this week in Budapest. So um, probably something we should have seen coming from a fatigue angle. So always important to look up and see um, kind of what's happened at that point but it was a really entertaining match and you know, the AVU on hard indoor hards is something I think we're going to have to remember as we have maybe I think a couple more of those tournaments this year.
1: Yeah and it really speaks to the nature of how international the sport is so think about it starting today a lot of these women will be playing uh, on their third continent of the year. I mean it's just uh, unbelievable. I guess maybe even four if they have played a, a European tournament too. I mean the amount of travel that the, these these players do is just unbelievable um so that's why fatigue definitely is a factor here as we're uh handicapping these tournaments
0: all right let's talk about the bigger tournament in dubai a really fantastic week for belinda Benjit as she blows through a really impressive list let me pull it up here um, first couple rounds um, then she meets Arena Sabalenka beats her in three sets Simona Halep in three sets um, Alina Svitolina in three sets and then Petra Kvitova in three sets to win the final what a really gritty week what did you see from Belinda Bencic that you liked and seemed to be working so well
1: well, after we finished patting ourselves on the back for how uh, how well we had predicted the last tournament, did we even mention Benchik last week? Nope. Our, we were speaking about rights. I mean, I, I think we completely skipped over her name, and uh, I mean that thing, thing just kind of speaks to the unpredictability of the WTA. I mean, there could have been um, some other fantastic cappers out there that were on her, but uh, I know that we she was not on our radar going into this tournament, and. Um, You know, when she won the first couple rounds, that was fine. And I think where she really uh, grabbed everyone's attention was the Sabalenka win. And if you watched that one, I still didn't have a lot of feelings for her winning the title at all because not to take anything away but i really wasn't that impressed by that match by the the level of both players i thought that it was a great win for vengeance and i never want to take anyone away because part of being a great pro is winning when you're you know you're not at your best but um i mean i kind of just had the feeling watching that match that whoever wins this is going to lose next round and so when she meets simona which i wasn't ready for You know, now I'm really, like, you know, got that one meme where the guy, like, you know, opens his eyes real quick, like, whoa, okay, what am I looking at? (laughs) Um, Then Svitolina, I think she matches up a little better, so that one didn't surprise me as much. But going into the final, I really didn't expect it. I thought that Kavita was just going to... I thought it was going to be an easy match. I mean, Kvitova rolled over in the Australian.
0: One of the things uh, I was so. shocked about this week, and I think we kind of saw it in that last match and in some of Bentage's matches, some of the bigger hitters I think had a tough time keeping the ball in between the lines. There seemed to be a lot of unforced errors this week. There was a lot of three-set matches when I start to flip through. You know, the WTA, we tend to see a lot of two-setters anywhere between like 65 or so, right around 65 or so percent of matches. And I, I would say closer to 50 50 this week in terms of three setter So I think when you have that, you have a lot of variance. I think it was tough for some of these bigger hitters to, to keep the ball on. I think, and it was more the movers and, and maybe the more conservative players. Not that Benjin wasn't trying to hit winners, but and watching some of those matches, I, I don't think that, you know, especially watching the match with kvitova being someone that kind of stands up and tries to hit a winning shot. I personally think every time she gets up and swings, um, I think actually this week it worked better to maybe try to move and play a little more conservatively.
1: Yeah, well, that's not Kvitova's game, though. I mean, Right, that's what I mean. That yeah, It almost that came to me.
0: a disservice to play. You know, This is probably a tough ter- tournament for her to win, and we talked about this a lot, I, th- I think, just chatting this week, but it's tough to take wind into consideration and understand what that means, and I'm going to have to try to do a little more research and see if we can find some weeks where, th- where things are really windy. I'm sure there must be some sort of Historical database, hopefully somewhere, or at least line things up and start to go through. But I think you saw that really affect people trying to hit someone who more relies on hitting winners as opposed to hitting maybe 75% shots that are safer and know you can get to the next one. Um, I don't know. What do you think about wind? Does that ever affect your handicap? Is it something you think about?
1: It affects my handicap in the in the aspect where it makes me not want to bet on the match, um, as we had discussed before. Even if you know it's going to be windy, it's hard to handicap because the wind goes up and dies down. So it could be really windy during my service game and then die down during yours, and there's really no way to predict that. And, um, you know, gust of wind, it comes up in the middle of a point. You know, it's just, uh, it's just like another level of randomness that, that uh, tennis doesn't usually have. So um, the only thing that wind does is make me less likely to make plays, which is why actually I laid pretty low this week. Um, because I thought it was, I thought it was very tough to handicap, and I definitely think it does help the more defensive crafty players more, like Shea. You know, I mean, her style is built. To, she had a great uh, week, to, made it all to the way what the, to the
0: semifinals. Yep, all the way to the semifinals.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like going into that, the way she was playing, I mean, you would not have been that surprised if she won, and she even took the first set. I um, had a
0: tough path here. I'm so, looking. She beat Savastova in the first round, Sasanovich second round, Kerber third round, Julia gorgeous fourth round, and, and then loses to Kvitova um, in the chance to make the finals. It's a really impressive week.
1: Yeah, I mean she played really well, and like I said, I think that um, you know it's because her game is is great for the conditions with the wind. I mean I think she's just able to adjust to it more and I think she's able to use it to her advantage rather than and I think she the won night. the
0: doubles tournament. She was I'm trying to remember who she was playing with uh Stritzeva. Yeah I oh, think her and won the doubles and um she was being interviewed. I think yeah. she wants to be a coach when she's done. I think she'd be a really fascinating coach, someone who thinks and thinks the way her way through the game the way she does.
1: And she seems like she has a fun personality which I think would be helpful for some players that have been doing this their whole life it might be you know teetering on absolutely
0: program. so what else did you see this week in dubai did anybody else really stand out to you in a positive or negative way
1: all right let's go through this all i think the first story we'd have to address would be naomi losing her um first match without that's her true did we talk about that last week i can't remember beatable kiki i can't we talked about the factor coach. Okay, wasn't that's right. In the we air, did. I forgot whether but, or not
0: we covered that. But again, for those of you who don't know, um, her coach Sasha Bine, who she had a lot of success with last year, uh, they've severed ties, and it was their first tournament without a coach, and I think that showed in losing to someone who I believe is a far inferior player, uh, Kiki Mladenovic.
1: Yep, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see now uh, how how that works moving forward. Because um, now she's going to Indian Wells without a coach. And, I mean, even if she were to hire one between now and Indian Wells, I mean, how much work could they do together? So, uh, very interesting to see how her performance goes moving forward. I think that now there's even more pressure on her because if she doesn't have good results right away, everyone's going to be pointing to the coaching change. So, And she's an inconsistent player to begin with. So, um, <laughs> I think it's definitely something to keep our eyes on. I don't know if I have like a set handicap or an angle that you know I'm going to push from a gambling perspective, but it's definitely one of the top sports stories in the WTA right now, and something that we'll be keeping an eye on. Um, other things I noticed, I thought C.S.N. played pretty week. well. I thought Svitalina played pretty well. had
0: a great good week. I'm done betting Gabby Muguruza yep, matches. I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done with that experience. I'm done dealing with that. Uh, it is so frustrating.
1: That means she's going to beat you about three she's or four so times. In.
0: No, I'm not even betting against her. I'm done. I'm not on her. I'm not against her. I'm over oh, that. Okay. It's just, there's such a mess. She's so talented, just comes out. And, uh, that match against Fidelina, 6 1, 6 2. Not that Fidelina wasn't playing really well, but it wasn't like Muguruza did anything that you'd, that you'd feel good about. Um, it just continues to be hard to bet her matches. Um, what did you think of Simona Halep this week? She looked pretty solid. Obviously lost to benchage in three sets. I still don't think she's 100% healthy.
1: I don't think she's either. I think she's still suffering from that back injury. And I think that as the tournament goes on, you can see that it kind of wears on her. Um, and she's very stubborn. I don't know if she's going to take the time off she needs. And if she's trying to play the whole season at this 80, 85% level, I don't know how many tournaments she can win, but I think that she's good enough to get results to keep her going. Um, So I really think she's in a tough spot, but I'll tell you what, from an outright perspective, I'm staying away from her for now because, like I said, I think that it's one of those things where she rests, like right now she's resting, you know, so she'll probably come into Indian Wells feeling great, but. Is she going to be feel great You know, after three or four tough matches on a hard court? Totally agree. And honestly, I'm going
0: to be looking to bet against her a little bit. I had some sec- su- success this week. Jeannie Bouchard, plus five games. Lesia Serenko plus five games. If I can get plus five against her in this less than 100% condition, it's something I'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, I don't know what the line against Benchich was, but you know, Benchich obviously beat her, so I'm sure she covered whatever the spread was.
1: And that Jeannie match was, fun. was fun. It's fun. It's nice to see
0: Jeannie Bouchard um, playing well.
1: It was about one of the closest two-set matches I've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, tiebreaker
0: 7-6. That's always a lot of fun. You don't get to see a lot, a lot of tiebreaks in the WTA. Um blanket, such a disappointment. I can't, even, I can't even get myself together to do the, do the full name. I'm, I'm despondent, spread. Didn't she win a tournament like a month ago? Talk
1: me out of this. Are you? I mean, she had a tough day. It wasn't her day. Uh, the conditions weren't the best, which which affects a server like her even more. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think she's peak Sabalenka that we saw, you know, towards the end of the summer last year, which is, in my mind, is, you know, the best Sabalenka you can get. And I think she had a lot of expectations coming into this year, and I think it's a little rough, but... Um, I mean, I think she's continuing to develop. I think this is in something that she's going to have to work on. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier. Not being able to being able to win when you're not at 100% and playing your best uh, is a, is another level of the skill. So, you know, obviously you can't work on it while you're playing your best. So, you know, now it's the time for her to continue. But I like her coaching situation. Um, I think she's going to get through it. I just th- I think that it's almost even better for. Us that enjoy betting on her because she has a couple more tournaments like this, especially if she doesn't do well uh, here in the Sunshine Double, she's going to be very undervalued going into Europe. So, um I, I still think that she's going to be fine. I just think that you know she's not playing a hundred percent, but this happens to all these players. Uh, that's why the WTA is so wild.
0: Well, thank you. I, I feel a little bit better. Uh, I'm not feeling too confident, but we'll we'll see how it goes. It's 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 like you said.
1: Well, I mean, how bad did Naomi look from Miami to the U.S. Open no, last you, year? I mean, she looked horrible. You're, total, you're totally right. Right? And now she's on top of the world, you know, on Time Magazine. She's supposed to be the heir to Serena. That's true. So, I think
0: anything can change. You just need I mean, one good I,
1: week. Yeah, and, and but what you need is you need that talent. You know, Naomi, the talent was already there. No one ever doubted it, even when she was doing bad, that she couldn't rip the heck out of the ball. And with Sabalenka, you feel the same way. And it was fun um, in the Australian, you know, when they had interviews with Naomi and Petra, and they both mentioned the only player they didn't feel, besides Serena, that they didn't feel the match was on their racket was against Sabs, the only one that they really felt like, dang, this girl can hit it way harder than me. Um, so it's right there and she's got to get together. And like I said, she, she, has the, uh, the coach to get her going. One other thing about coaching, when you had mentioned Garbine earlier, it made me laugh because you know, everyone else is on this huge coaching carousel. Do you see Kasatkina left her coach that wanted her yep. to be the Russian wall this week? And Muga is in here with this coach that notoriously they don't get along and they've been incredibly loyal to each other. I think they're there for like three or four years now. So that's just – I think that's another interesting story here in the WTA. I mean, everyone else is almost like a one and done. You know, it's almost like the NCAA. Just, you know, you only – you have a one-year contract. But uh, Garbine's stuck with her coach, and they don't seem to be getting along that well, which I find interesting.
0: I, it's, uh, I'm done trying to think about her. She just frustrates me to no end. <sighs>
1: I tell you, I mean, she's going to go on a huge streak. I think she's going to not do too well here in these next couple tournaments, and I think in Europe she's well, going to turn Well, I'll be sitting back watching as opposed to
0: gambling on those matches. Anything else here? You know, I think we covered the top half pretty good. I know we <laughs> talked about Shea a little bit. Any other names to cover in Dubai?
1: Let's see. Who else should we cover? No, I think that's pretty yeah, much it. I think the only
0: other one, maybe Kerber, I think, similar uh. to Halop She's starting to look kind of tired. Um, I think some time off would do her well, but um, I think that's just about it. Yeah, she what was is tired? Was I watched curver? that match. She um she wasn't moving terribly well. You could see her. She kind of leaned, and she wasn't getting the balls and hitting them cleanly. And the way that she plays, and and she, she's funny. She she's um she's a player that moves around and tries to hit. A lot of balls back. But at the same time, I think she tries to hit more winners than you're used to seeing from that kind of player. And when you're a little tired, when you're about half an inch behind, a couple inches behind on your steps, you're not quite getting to the ball at the right timing. And she just didn't have the rhythm and it just didn't look fresh. Um, I think some time off is going to be good for her.
1: Yeah. So she has this week off and she'll be back next week. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. One other thing about the final half of the draw my uh my kitty namesakes both didn't do very well uh ostapenko lost that's true if we covered round, the kitty curse on the podge well, I mean, we update the,
0: the people about um that whole situation
1: i mean i just named two kitties i named Penko last last year around this time of the year and since then ostapenko hasn't done very well I and mean, then in december i got uh a cat named radasha after Kasakina even though people say well if you're a panko fan I said, for whatever reason even though they don't like like each other i don't mind um and now Kasakina hasn't played very well so for whatever reason me naming uh my kittens after uh wta players has led them well, to i think have the poor results. Um,
0: the what we're trying to learn here basically is that you don't get any more new cats no new cats for you that's enough um until we shake this off i, I think you're done two's plenty
1: yeah, well, it'll actually be that way because I think I remember I told you that they both are—they're sick, so um, that's not even an option anymore because uh, the leukemia that they have can be Ugh. transferred. So they will live with each other for the rest of the life, and it will be just uh, well. I think that's it. a good
0: thing for the WTA tour, but we hope your kitties, kitties are, are, are just fine. <laughs> it is, isn't it? The players um, are
1: lucky. Yeah, because I was looking at maybe a little Naomi or you know, a little cock sinister. So those oh, players gosh, are safe I'm now. I'm really, sure
0: really happy to hear that, but, uh, we, we, we hope your kitty's okay. And they live long, <laughs> full lives that at some point, you know, Ostapenko and Kasatkina will, will shake that, shake their way out of this funk. Um, let's dive into next week. We've got a tournament, Acapulco. Um, what do we got? 32 women here. Um, from an outright perspective, we've got a couple interesting names, but let's start with you spread. Was there any names that, that stuck out here? Um, Actually, real quick before we dive into that, just to run through the last couple of years, two-time defending champion Lesia Serenko beat Stephanie Vogel last year, Kiki Moldenovic the year before, and Sloan Stevens won in 2016 um, over Sybil Kova. I don't think I didn't. That's right. Serenko's name's not even on here. So um, we'll have a new champion this year in Acapulco. Who do you think it's going to be, Spread.
1: This is a very odd tournament to handicap. So, if we're going just off who I think is going to win, I mean, Sloane Stephens does very well in North America. She's the top seed. Uh, Her path doesn't look too tough. But at only plus 400, I'm not really interested in backing her as an outright. You know, obviously we'll be looking at individual spots. And uh, she's a tough one because I don't really like laying the games with her. But I I won't mind parlaying her. Um, So, the ones that I'm looking at, um, at a good money spot, is uh I think that Bianca Andriescu has a good chance to step up here. Um, she has a fairly easy path here and at uh nine to yeah, one. Yeah I like that I was looking good. at
0: that as well. So she's in the bottom half. Um, the bottom half's a little easier here. Your seat is uh, Danielle Collins who's got as a rank in the first round. So those two kind of cancel each other out. And then the next best player, we've got Sofia Kennan, who I'll talk about in just a second. But Andreescu's got um, Jill Bellin, Tishman in the first round, and then possibly Dario Gavrilova. So not too easy there in the first two rounds. But those are matches she should win. She's more talented, I think, than both both of those players. And if she comes out and is playing well, um, gets through those two matches and then probably faces Sai Sai Zhang, who she should have no issue with there at all. I like her a lot at that number. Uh, the other name that I was... L-
1: and she's been playing well lately. And, you know, as we talked about earlier, WTA is all about form and who's hot right now. And, um, you know, I really like her totally form agree. going into this tournament.
0: The other name I have is in the bottom half as well, Sophia Kennan. Let me just see what the number is right there. 16 to 1. We um, Again, got a quali- um Actually, sorry. Got Rebecca Peterson in the first round, then probably Katie Bolter, not worried about that. Um, That has probably a tricky match with either as a ranker or maybe Danielle Collins at that point. But at 60-1, to I like her number a lot. What do you think about Cannon's path?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. I think that uh, she's another one to look at here in the bottom path. Um, She's been playing fairly well lately. And... uh, I think that she's a good 16 one. Sixteen
0: to one. I think there's some value, so we'll take Andreescu at ten to one and Kennan at sixteen to one, and hopefully, uh, you know, end up kind of in a similar situation we had this week, where we've got one of those two in the final and a chance to um, hedge a little bit against them. Um, you know, I th-
1: and and just want to point that out that those were the two that Jorge had sent us to let the listeners know that he would be backing. He he chose Kennan and Andreescu, and I kind of laughed. I actually did not have Kennan, but Andreescu was the one that I had circled. So um, just funny how talking so much, we kind of see the I'm similar thing. Th-
0: I'm still staring at Slo- Sloan Stevens at 4-1. to one. I don't think i mind that. I think there's some value there. Why isn't she closer to, like, 2-1? to one? She's got Parmentier in the first round. That's a cakewalk, a qualifier.
1: Because uh- she's Sloan Stevens? <laughs> I mean... So you just... You- Flip a coin to find yeah, out yeah. if she's going to care. I, I right? guess you're I mean, right.
0: That's maybe four to one's right. I, you know, I, I wouldn't begrudge anybody for taking some Sloane Stevens at four to one. Um, any other interesting numbers here? I know sometimes we like to throw out some some high numbers.
1: So on the top, the two that I would circled before I looked at the odds were Vetchett and Anasmova. And I can't believe that the books are on to <laughs> us. Only nine to one for for and both no, women. Vetch has been so good lately. I thought that they I would be getting eighteen, maybe twenty. I mean, unbelievable. Has as has Vetch won a title before? I think she has. She was in a final I mean, this year, like but she didn't win. She's out here winning all these smaller
0: tournaments. To I'm trying to remember what final What's she up? was in this year. She was in a final and lost. No, um, oh, I can't remember which one. I think she lost to Kavita in a final. Let me try to pull that up.
1: She's won two singles titles okay. for WTA. She won the Malaysian Open in 2014 in Nottingham, which grass mm-hmm. is perfect for her, in 2017. So it's not like she's out here winning titles left and right on these smaller, um, on these smaller tournaments. So I thought that we'd be getting a way better price, but a 9-to-1, I'm not really interested. really interesting interested. that
0: they're about the same price as um, Andreescu. Andreescu was, um, what, 10-to-1? No, 9-1 to one as well. So, Vekic, Samova and Andreescu yeah. all have the same price. But when you look at the draw, it's so much easier for Andreescu. Vekic and Anasimova probably have to play each other and then have to beat, most likely, Sloane Stevens.
1: And that's if Mova can get by Kanta. And I just don't... Kanta's one of those players that I shouldn't gamble on because my head, she's not as good as she really is. So, oh. I mean, Anasimova does not have an easy path here. It's most likely right. Conte than Beckett, than Stevens. So for nine to one, I mean, you got to be kidding me. I, I thought I was getting way better number.
0: Um, so I think that's just about it from an outright perspective. Let's dive into some of the first round matches here. You know, we've got Sloane Stevens playing Paula Parmentier. Stevens minus five and a half totals here is at nineteen. Sure, money lines at minus six hundred. Uh, I guess all that looks right to me. You don't have any thoughts on that? Do you spread?
1: None. I'm not even use that yeah, as a parlay yet. Um, i almost looked at the plus 450 and said that's almost like worth it if she doesn't decide to show up but um, she hasn't played for a little while i think i think she will so i'm yeah, not she won it in this 2016
0: i think you know it's a tournament in north america she hasn't played in a little while a good chance for her to try to get herself right here before Indian Wells and possibly even win, because um, as you remember, Indian Wells starts in the middle of the week. So you could actually come out, win this tournament in Acapulco, and uh, I think only have to travel one time zone over to Indian Wells and still have a couple days to recover before you get into that tournament. Because I'm getting, I'm sure she'll be seated there. Um, Next match, and I actually like uh, and Wang here, minus 160, minus 2.5 games, total of 21 against Buzkova. I've got and Wang parlayed with uh, someone we'll talk about a little bit later, but I think that's a good piece, and there's a little value there. I I would have Wang maybe closer to, to minus 200. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and at that number, I actually like Buzkova. I think that she's got, if Wang isn't 100%, and I haven't seen her play for a little bit here, if she's not 100%, I think Buzkova can defeat her, and I would be looking at the plus money there. Um, but right now, it's a stay away. Uh, but to me, that looks more like a dogger pass. I think I'd rather take the plus money in that matchup than rely on That's Wayne interesting. Covers. What do you like but, about
0: Buzkova and her game? I don't know too much about her personally.
1: Um, she's fairly consistent, and then when she needs to, she can go ahead and step up. She's not a banger-banger. But um, she does have enough control and placement to put away the the shots that she needs to. Um, And she can be somewhat defensively minded. She's just not that consistent overall Um, as far as how good she's going to play when she shows up. I think she's got some room for improvement. I think she needs to improve her serve if she's going to compete on this level. But, um, like I said, not seeing Wang play for a little while. I would not be – I'm not in a hurry to go ahead and either um, lay a lot of juice – uh for her to win or, or okay i'm going to parlay over
0: something and i'll talk a little more about that when we get to um the next piece the next match i i was really shocked to see this price monica puig is a dog to maria sakari does it make any sense to you spread
1: all right talk yes. me through it <laughs> i think that we have di- we have different aspects so this will be fun um I think the Sakari is a lot more consistent in in the effort that you're not the effort I should say, but the performance that you're gonna get um tournament in tournament out. I think the Puig like has a higher ceiling and maybe at her best that she's better. Um, but how often do you see that? So I think this is one of those spots where we have a better idea that a good Sakari will show up and be ready to play. Um, than just kind of gambling that you get, you know, peak Puig, which, like I said, happens few and far between times. So uh, I think due to consistency, not only uh, as a player, um, you know, in the way that she plays her game, but also just tournament and tournament out, like the way that her performance levels, how they don't, Peak and valley as much as puig i just think that she represents better I'm value.
0: all over puig as a dog it's like you said puig's the better player and i know that she can be a little up and down in her effort and i'm not worried about that I, I, it's funny that, to me that you think of sakari as a steady player she's at a pretty rough beginning of the season a rough end of the year so i'm happy to line up to take really anybody against her as an underdog
1: so what do the numbers say yeah did. did you and run numbers for that better.
0: one better um so in 2018 i've got we at 16 and 11 on hard courts, um, you know, averaging plus 0.7 games, almost a full game on average there, where Sakari last year was 15 and 17, a losing record on hard courts um, and averaging negative 0.3 um, games. So, you know, just sort of quick math there.
1: Interesting. See, that's where the numbers are great, because in my head, I... You know, I would think they would be very, very close numbers. But, boy, Puig is really uh, statistically yeah, full game much better. farther ahead. I think that could be also because when she does well, she right. can dominate. Whereas uh, Sakari, even a lot of the matches she wins, they're close hmm. matches.
0: That's interesting. But um, at the end of the day, I think Puig's a better player. I'm happy to line up and take her as a dog. Now, I'm a little disappointed, actually. I bet this n- number earlier I got plus 105, and I'm looking right now, it's plus 120 on Bovada. So um, the market seems to agree with you. I guess we'll see what happens um next
1: yeah that's definitely other than uh, our match at the bottom that is the best um, television or you know just fans yeah, that'll be match great. to watch so that definitely like jumped for out for sure the i'll circle that during. one on
0: my calendar and hopefully try to get up and watch that or um hopefully carve out some time and hopefully get some free time at work to watch <laughs> next up we got veckage yeah. is five games minus 450 total of 19 and a half if you absolutely have to bet it, maybe the under 19.5. But for me, this is a pass all around. I like the under yeah, more this than the is spread there. a pass there. all the way around for me.
1: I think Vetchis rolls one. I agree, in that but
0: one. these are all correct numbers. I'm fine to move on.
1: It's yeah. a bad matchup for Doe, or mm-hmm. Doy, or however you pronounce Except
0: it. Next up, Conta's playing Sigmund. Conta so. minus five. Again, another big favorite. Minus 385 on the money line. Total of 20.
1: Minus yeah, five, huh?
0: Um, so really what this comes down to is Sigmund doesn't really play much on hard courts. I was looking at it last year. She maybe played six matches on hards. So you've got...
1: But she didn't play much last year at all either. She was, she she played, was played a decent on amount on, on play, actually, But yeah, no, she was a play quarter.
0: I think this tournament that's for Kanta, it looks like, based on some of the winners from previous years, that players with a little better serve and a little more power do better here. So I think this sets up nice for Kanta. Yeah. Um, Minus five isn't a, isn't a shock to me. I have no interest in Siegmund as the dog here.
1: Nope. Really? I kind of think the plus five is. Uh, plus five is. They've got right, my well, attention you, there. I thought it was going to be plus four. I'd be, be happy to four. take that action if
0: you want to get it down.
1: All right, we'll be we'll be looking at that. Let me pull up their head to head real think quick. That they had one. Oh, they had to have played.
0: You know, I think you're right. I think Sigmund maybe beat her on clay once. They played a couple times.
1: Yeah, you can throw that out, though, because she's so much better on clay.
0: So they have played three times. Conta beat her on hards last year in New Haven. Sigmund beat her on clay twice, in Madrid in 2017, and then in Pelham, Alabama in April of 2015. So I don't really care about those two clay matches. Um, The match in New Haven last year... See, yeah, yeah it looks like it was six five.
1: in that last one
0: yeah
1: hmm. alright well I'm gonna look into this a little bit more that plus five to me alright I, I think it's
0: just about right
1: um Siegman doesn't really have very good recent results yet though um really her best win is over Vika at the Australian and then Shay kind of took her to town yes Strams could beat her she beat Bringle which she should they play the same game um Yeah, that's a tough one. Maybe I should stay away because it looks like Conta did pretty well at the Fed Cup. So the bet
0: that I did get down here is on the next match Sai Sai Zhang minus five games against, um, let me look up the name here Uh, Zarazua? Zarazua? I don't, do you know anything about Renata Zarazua? Um,
1: No, but that goes back to almost one of our, um, I think the only time I've seen her play is last year at this tournament.
0: I'm happy to lay the five games here.
1: Goes back to our fade the local wild card and especially fade when it's spread. somebody
0: younger like this without a lot of experience. Is, is, this is the kind of tournament where Zang shows up and beats somebody like this. Uh, I'm laying the minus five happily here.
1: Yep, I'm with you on that one. I'm gonna take the next minus match. Babos
0: well. and Jakupovic pretty much straight up here. Do you have any leans here? Uh, uh, this is a no. This is a stay away from me for a bunch of reasons, but
1: Babos burned uh, us the last tournament, a couple right? Of
0: times this year.
1: We were all over her last yep, week yep, on the pod. She was
0: pretty terrible. Jacka actually had a nice week. She had a, a couple of close matches. Um, so I, I'm staying away from this. I think it it, it pretty much even up here. It's it's probably priced correctly. The over twenty one and a half isn't a terrible bet, but it's such a high total for a WTA match. Like I said, I'm going to just stay away.
1: Yeah. Boy, after watching after watching Babos last week, I'm I'm kinda tempted by Jakubovic. Um you know, she lost to Kerber in Dubai after beating Diaz, which is an all right win, I guess. Diaz hasn't been playing that well lately. Um she also qualified in Dubai, but she lost to Brady and made it in as a lucky loser. And she didn't do very well in the Fed Cup either. And lost to Georgie at the Australian Open. Uh, Jakupovic, yeah, I think I'll stay away from this one too. But if uh, for my draw, I picked uh, next match,
0: our it. outright pick Andriescu playing Teichman. Andriescu, pretty big favorite, minus five games, minus four hundred total here at nineteen and a half. All three of those numbers look just about right to me. Maybe even a, a touch too heavy on Andriescu. I'd probably make this minus four and a half instead of five. Uh, do you have any feelings here, spread?
1: Yeah, I think it's too high, but I just don't want to play it. Um, Teichman hasn't really done a lot Yeah, she doesn't
0: really have the form to back that plus five. So, although it may be a little bit of a value there, I'm going to stay away as well. Uh, next.
1: Yeah, she's really had a tough end of the year, and she didn't start that well either. Um Next losing to Bonaventure. Yeah, the qualifying. next match will
0: be pretty interesting to watch, hopefully. Daria Gavrilova playing Mihailu, Buscar Gavrilova, a slight favorite here. I'm, I'm not sure, depending on where you look, you might be able to get Buzar um, at plus money. Do you like anybody here, spread?
1: No, I mean, you pull up their flash score, I mean, this thing is red, left and right. Let's see, when was Buzar last win?
0: I'd make it just a bet even, and that seems to be alright.
1: August 7th in Montreal. Well, I
0: guess it. I know she never really rec- recovered totally from that ankle. I would say
1: she I don't hasn't. Know what's going
0: on with Gavrilova? She hasn't she done hasn't. much of anything. She's a pretty solid player overall. I don't know.
1: And she hasn't won or since. Called
0: John Joe to get her on and uh, pump her up.
1: So we have a player who hasn't won Moscow. since August versus a player who hasn't won since October. So one good thing is one of these players will get some momentum going forward. But boy, I don't. I don't know how you cap this. Um, I'll probably be rooting for Gavrilova, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I am i do not see any reason to get money down there. I don't see how you identify an this. Edge.
0: Next match is my parlay piece, like I mentioned earlier. I'm going to take you off and Wang at minus one sixty parlayer with Sophia Cannon at one ninety, and let me see what the odds are there. But what do you think? Spread Sophia Cannon minus three games minus one ninety against Rebecca Peterson. Should I have any concerns?
1: Nope. I obviously like the minus three. Yeah, hey,
0: minus three is pretty solid. Uh, the the, the parlay is plus 150, and I, I, th- I think I'm going to lock that in. Maybe I'll grab Ken and minus three for half a unit. So the
1: only thing to be aware is that uh, Peterson did beat her at New Haven Qualies yeah, last year. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's the only time they played each other.
0: Um, I, th- I think that's probably the reason we're getting a, a better price here. You know, we've, we've, talked, we've Yeah, this a couple be. times. The head-to-head head um, sometimes is uh, ends up in your favor.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm
0: grabbing the minus three. I'm doing it right now for half a unit. Um, I put a full unit on that parlay.
1: Yeah, I like the minus three here. I think that's better than uh, than Absolutely. laying the juice.
0: Tatiana Maria plays Stephanie Vogel. I don't care. Do you care?
1: I mean, I think we need to keep an eye on them for um, what purposes. But I'm not trying to bet on this. <laughs>
0: uh, let me see who I actually picked to win. I picked Vogel. I guess I picked Vogel to win. But I think whoever comes through this.
1: I mean, Vogel has a three and zero head to head all on hard courts.
0: Yeah, so maybe there, um, there is a little value there um, on Vogel based on the head to head. That's probably why she's the slight favorite. But for
1: two of them were in 2012 yeah. though, and then one of them was last year at uh, this tournament.
0: This is this for me is a uh, pretend it didn't happen and wait to just bet as a ranker Collins in the next round for the thrashing. So let's just move on to that. The, the best match of the first round here.
1: All right, let's do it. Yeah, this is as a, a rank of, of
0: minus one forty against Danielle Rose Collins plus one ten. Um, let me pull up their head-to-head here. I think the actually the last time they played was at the Australian Open as um retired in the second set, I believe.
1: That's last year at San Jose. No, was it?
0: La- no, was it? I thought they played this year
1: that's what i'm that's what flash Girl is showing me right now is their only match they played was it san jose last year i
0: thought they met each other at some point this year but um i actually already placed a bet here on victoria as a let me just pull this up i want to see if i have a little closing line value i think i got a better number than what i'm looking at right now Uh, i got minus 115 i'm seeing minus 140 at bovada so a little bit of closing line value for me um what do you think here spread I'm on as a rank and I think you were feeling the other way
1: yeah I'm really curious to see how well um she's gonna play I don't know if we've really seen the best of her so far this this year um, she had a tough loss to the aforementioned Siegmund and the Australian then um, she travels up to St Petersburg and Smashes down one of our young favorites, Gasparian, and then loses to Petra at Saint Petersburg, which really isn't.
0: Right, um, that's fine this year. That's you know, not a bad loss Nothing at bad all. Bad you can say about that.
1: Yeah, but um, I think she's got some name value here, and I think if you're going off current form, I really like the way that Collins um, played at the Australian, and she hasn't played since, so she should be well, that's rested. That's what worries me. I think, um, she's, gonna,
0: at, I think she's actually going to be rusty versus rested here. I like that um, as the rank is. You think so? Man. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's I We'll see. I don't yeah. know. It's it was For someone that's playing at such a high level, I hate to see them just take this long of a period of time off. It's I, I don't know. It's tough from a rhythm perspective for me to think that she's going to come back and be as good as she was at the Australian Open, and I think that's how this match was lined. Um, I'm not shocked that it's moved toward Azarenka. I think when this opened, it was pretty much even up, and I think that even up price is based off the Danielle Collins we saw in the Australian Open, and I wonder if that's who we're going to get.
1: Right, and if you think the last... That we have all seen is, you know, Jorge always mentions recency bias. What is the last thing that we've seen of of Collins? Um, Her rolling through a very, getting a bunch of good big-name wins at uh, the Australian. And then she was in control of that match with Kvitova until they closed the roof. You know, and... So uh, we all have very recent good memories of Collins being strong, being a fighter, yelling at her opponents, causing problems, causing tennis Twitter to hate her. Um, She's definitely giving Coco Vandeway a run for the money as far as most hated American player. And um, But I, I'll, I'll go ahead, and I'm going to roll with that recency bias. You can say recency bias, and I'll just say uh, current form. Uh, <laughs> but I like Collins in this match.
0: All right. Well, we're going to go against each other on that one, but I've already got my bet yeah, down as a rank, fine. and it sounds like the market's moving my way. So if you are going to jump on board with uh, Mr. Astaire there and, and bet on Danielle Collins, maybe wait just a little bit and see if we can get a better Might
1: be a little games. comeback, too.
0: That's true. Maybe we'll see a late move in the other direction. But a plus money, you're right. Um, That changes the equation just a little bit for me. But uh, still happy where I am. So um, I think that's just about every first-round matchup we've got a line for. Uh, Anything else you want to add here before I just recap our outrights one more time?
1: Uh, No, I think this is a fun pod, so this will be a nice week beforehand. I don't think – that's another reason why I say Sloan. I don't know if a lot of these players are really – focused on winning Acapulco or if they're focused on getting into good form, going into any wells. Like you said, it's the perfect warm-up. It's very close, especially if you bow out after a couple rounds. It's a, it's a quick flight up. Um, similar surface. Uh, definitely similar um, weather. So you're kind of getting ready. You know, you're know, you not really switching time zones that much. Um, so it would be interesting to see who's here to win and uh, who's here for the tune-up. But... Um, fun time to be an american tennis fan because they are in coming to america for the next three to four weeks so uh really looking forward to this week of tennis and then especially looking forward to next week
0: yeah this will be a lot of fun for those of us that live in the united states who finally get tennis on it at pretty good hours for us so just to recap real quick two outright picks from us bianca andreescu at nine to one and i think there might be a 10 to one out there somewhere um and sophia Kennan at 16 to one you know be sure to check as many outs as you can guys Price shop, price shop, price shop. There's a lot of different prices out there. Make sure that you're getting the best one and that you have a lot of options. So thanks for
1: listening and have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.